0: Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. In this series, we're talking about how to unpack generational baggage, learning all about what generational baggage means. Is it a thing? Is it possible for us to be living our life under a curse, even as a child of God. Now today in this episode, we're going to be talking about the symptoms of generational curses. So just super It's not even going to be a long episode because I really just kind of almost want to list out some of the symptoms of generational curses. Um, I want you to be reminded that in Deuteronomy 28, go there, read that chapter. It talks about the blessings that will come upon you if you obey the commandments of the Lord. And then the second half talks about the curses that will come upon you if you walk in disobedience of the Lord. So it reminds us that curses do indeed have harmful results um, and can absolutely enable you to become uh, to live a life in poverty or in failure. Um, so there are consequences, there are results that we see, symptoms that we see uh, when we've chosen to be disobedient and we've allowed that curse to remain and we've allowed that curse to alight in our lives. Again, if you're like, what are you talking about? You need to back up and go watch some of the episodes before this. However, I think it's important for you to have an understanding that we're talking about symptoms of generational curses, just basically what do we see on the outside. It's important for us to realize that when we're going to go after uh, how to break these generational curses that we're going to go after the root, not just the symptom. So again, go to Gen- or go to Deuteronomy 28 where it talks about the symptoms of living a life under a curse because we have been disobedient. Um, uh, On the opposite side of that, Genesis 1 and 2 talks about the symptoms of living a life that is blessed, which means I am fruitful, I am multiplying, I feel confident, I'm in dominion, I'm not victimized. Uh, those are the symptoms of really coming under the fullness of God's blessings that he has mind in mind for you and I. Now, remember, we have been grafted into the fatness of the kingdom. In Romans chapter 11, it says, If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though you are a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap of the olive root... And so he's talking about coming into the nourishment of the kingdom. Uh, we talked about in John how it says we've been given to the right as a child of God to put a demand on the inheritance of the kingdom. That's the nourishing sap that we've been grafted into. So it talks about basically being cut off from the grafting of your natural DNA, your natural inheritance, and you've been grafted into the kingdom of God. So I... I keep giving you more and more scriptures in every single one of these to show you how as a child of God, there is more that God has in mind for you that we should be reaping reaping the fatness of the kingdom, that nourishing sap. Okay, so let's get to it. What are some of the symptoms of generational curses? Now, we're talking about your family uh, tendencies. In in some regard, if you kind of look overall at some of the tendencies within your family, the family before you, but also the family that you are possibly in and bringing up as a parent, um, I want you to really take time to be honest with yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to consider some of these. And a symptom of constant family failures If you feel like, man, my mom mom struggled her whole life to really be successful, or my dad started a ton of businesses and none of them ever were successful, Um, or maybe relationships, Uh, we've had a constant. So that's another symptom is is there's a a constancy of um, divorce in your family lineage. These are all symptoms or evidence that you, your family might be living under the influence of generational curses. Okay, a history of untimely death or suicides. As delicate of a topic as this is, our predisposition in the kingdom is towards life, towards healing, towards believing that God has given us the fullness of health and wholeness. And so if you feel like, man, there really has been some untimely deaths in my life um, and certainly a lot of suicides, It's possible that you, um, your family, is under the influence of a generational curse. High levels of anger and wrath. Um, Again, not how God has designed us, not a part of the characteristic of the kingdom. And so if you feel like, and these are things that are easily passed down. If, If you saw your dad flare up with anger and wrath, it's possible you have that same tendency, that same predisposition, because you've never learned how to manage or how to get delivered from your anger. Um, And so it's possible if you see that throughout your family lineage, if you see it in your own self and your own tendencies, it's possible you're living under the influence of a generational curse. High levels of accidents. Now, uh, I once met with a family uh, who, very powerful man in the kingdom, actually has a ministry and he was talking about his son and how he had fallen and broken his arm and his daughter, how she had broken her foot. And two years ago, um, they were in a car accident and how his grandmother and grandfather were in an airplane accident. I mean, just super weirdness. And I was thinking in my head I have six children and none of them have ever broken a bone. Um, we've never really up until last year, we've never even had one emergency room trip. Um, and I'm like that that's gotta be more than just luck. Um, and your situation has to be more than just bad luck. But what I realized is as he was talking about this, there was kind of this verbiage of normalization around the amount of accidents like an airplane accident. That's not normal. Uh, several car accidents he talked about. Um, and then, of course, a lot of accidents with breaking bones and his children and his what. And I was like, this this is not normal. Like so when I mentioned to him, I was like, you know, uh, like I've never broken a bone. None of my children have ever broken a bone. To my knowledge, my husband's never broken a bone. He was like, what? And so for him, he didn't know that wasn't normal. Remember, a lot of times we kind of normalize um, a curse and we end up living a lie and we don't know it. Um, and so an unto- a high level of accidents, you all know, that's not normal. Um, So if it says that we have angelic presence, that watch over us, that hover over us, that God's presence never leaves us, never forsakes us, um, then we we should put a demand on His protection, His wherewithal. I I have a a staff member that works for me who had um, a high level of concussions in her life. And I was like, like literally like eight or nine concussions because she trips and falls a lot. And She's like, I don't know. I'm just clumsy. I've always been clumsy. My parents used to talk about it when I was a kid, and you're just clumsy, clumsy, clumsy. Well, that goes back to literally clumsiness, falling a lot, goes back to a lot, an imbalance in our physical being, which is connected to an imbalance in our, our soul and a, an imbalance in our spirit with God. And so if you have that spoken over you your whole life, uh, in some regard, there were curses that were being spoken over her and she continued in that clumsiness and it led to a number of, um, a number of concussions. And I was like, that's not normal. And so we were able to go into some inner healing where she broke agreements with spirit of clumsiness, um, which literally radically changed her life. I'm telling you, like, There was a cord that went across her office and three or four times a week, she would trip over that cord and not just trip, but she would trip and fall. And I was like, that cord's been there like for five years. (laughs) And so really just bringing an awareness to this, walking her through some inner healing where she was allowing this curse to remain, to have a light in her life because she had made an agreement. It was like, I've just always been clumsy. That's not normal. That's not what God has in mind for us. A high levels of abuse in your family, um, obviously, we know this is not God's desire for a family for us to come under abuse. Um, if there is high level of abuse in your family, obviously, we, we know even scientifically uh, our social economics have got done tons of studies, the histories of cultures of tons, tons of studies of how uh, behaviors of abuse get passed down. That is an iniquity. You can be set free from that. Um, by going to the father, breaking that generational curse. And again, that's going to be the next episode. Hit that notification bell. You don't want to miss out on the next episode. Um, Chronic illness, including mental and emotional illness. Um, If God says that he has delivered us from all the diseases, it says, um, uh, forget not all his benefits. The God who has uh, forgiven all of our sins and healed all of our diseases He's not going to do one and not the other. You either believe he's a God who he uh, forgives you of all your sins and heals you of all your diseases or he's none of it. Um, and so again, we're just looking for evidence symptoms of Ugh, uh, it's possible that my family or I am living under the influence of a generational curse. Um, so just because your mom, your grandma, your dad, your siblings, whatever, have always struggled with OCD. It doesn't mean you have to struggle with OCD because Jesus died on the cross. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough to set you free from any label, any attitude, any behavior, any tendency, anything that you feel trapped in. His blood is stronger than that, and he wants you to be set free from it. Going on, behaviors Or personality traits such as okay so remember we talked about uh, tendencies predispositions personality traits um, that are often just iniquities that have been passed down through our lineage that we've picked up on because we don't know any different Uh, manipulation high levels of manipulation is often a evidence or a symptom of a generational curse uh, now, mind you, uh, that manipulation is often just rooted in an in inability to trust God. And so we feel like we have to manipulate situations or manipulate people. Sometimes it's rooted in uh, selfishness, self-idolatry, because I know what I want. And if I don't get it, I don't know how to handle not getting that. And so I'm going to manipulate a situation towards my favor so that I can get what I want. Um, if you remember, James says, um, that if that, when we do ask, we don't get what we want because we ask with selfish motives, that is a form of manipulation. And so he's addressing that even in that passage. I believe that's in James chapter four, look it up and go read it. Um, High levels of control, which often is coupled with anxiety. Um, So a lot of times we even think of like OCD, um, obsessive compulsive um, disorder. Think about that. God has called us to be only, in some regard, obsessive to worship him, um, and that we've been given a fruit of self-control, which attacks that compulsiveness. Um, And so even in the name obsessive-compulsive, we can attack that with the characteristics, the attributes, as a child of God that are doomy. Um, Addiction or codependency. Now, I kind of put those together because a lot of times they go together. Um, So a lot of times we have one person that's the addict, and the other person um, is the codependent person that allows that addiction to remain. That whole cycle, um, again, a lot of times we see that in generations. Well, my family has a history of addiction. My family has a, a history of codependency. It doesn't have to remain that way. You can get to the root of that. You can break that curse. You can change behaviors and patterns in your own lives to begin to change the trajectory where you're not walking in addiction, but you're walking in freedom where you are not codependent on any one person or anything. You are only codependent on Christ. He is your sustenance and he is your freedom. Um, Depression, continual defeat. I lump those together because a lot of times when I feel continual defeat, I feel depressed. I could also lump, lump in the victim mentality where I always feel like I'm the victim. If you feel like there's history in your life of always being bullied, um, whether even at work, I'm not talking about bullying, like why well, I'm talking about that, but let's look beyond just the bullying that we of a junior high kid, right? Think about if you're in a workplace and you feel like people push you around that you kind of become, um, the bitch of the company. I'm sorry. I am not how to say it but it's possible that you have a victim mentality and you have taught and trained people how to treat you and how to bully you and you've allowed yourself to become the water girl or the water boy of the company. And then you go home and you sulk and you feel sorry for yourselves. Self-pity is a symptom of generational curses. Y'all, this could go on and on and on. Um, so these are some of the symptoms of generational curses that you might possibly be living under the influence of when god wants you to be set free Um, just patterns of unforgiveness and bitterness in your family lineage Uh, i know lots of families i'll be honest we have it in my family where there's bitterness and there's anger unforgiveness the inability to walk in reconciliation of the kingdom Um, that is not what God has in mind for us. God wants us to walk in reconciliation. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to enter back into unhealthy relationships or unhealthy patterns. You, by golly, can and should set boundaries in those places, but you can still experience reconciliation in the midst of boundaries. Remember, there's a difference between boundaries and walls. Go check out my playlist on healthy relationships where we talk a lot about boundaries versus walls. Um, But you can be set free from all of that. I want to talk about social isolation, even shyness. A lot of times we even excuse our children's behavior. Well, she's just shy. You know, she's just kind of shy and she hides behind us. Let's be honest. Shyness is a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of timidity. The Bible says we have not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of confidence, self-control, of love. Um, And so, uh, uh, and a boldness. Um, And so even shyness, social isolation, Jesus did not operate in socialization. In fact, you found him in the crowd. You found him amid the crowd. You found him um, walking with the crowd, walking with people. And so I'm not saying there are times where God calls us into the wilderness so that he can be alone with us. But in general, if you have a family lineage that is filled with just kind of social isolations, introverts. And again, I'm not saying an introvert is wrong. I'm just saying Jesus was neither an introvert or an extrovert. These are worldly terms that we often just place to help explain some of our tendencies. But if, if we allow our introversion to become an excuse for us connecting with people, it's possible you're living according to a lie and under the influence of a generational curse. Narcissism, this is a big thing nowadays. Now, again, go to that healthy relationships where I talk more in depth about the characteristics of narcissism. It can fall under control. It can fall under uh, manipulation. Um, right now, I'm working on my next book talking about the glory versus the anointing and talking a lot about personality uh, versus character. character. Um, you can have a good personality but still have really bad character so we see that evidenced in narcissistic people they're very suave Uh, they're very attractive they're very attractive personalities people are attracted to them but their character is rooted in control their character is rooted in pride their character is rooted in self-interest they're only interested in what they get to gain in every in every relationship so um, these are some of the symptoms Um, And of course, there's rooted issues behind them. For example, uh, addiction, typically at the root of that is the inability to cope with pain. Um, the inability to cope with grief, uh, the inability to handle loss. So if you're working, uh, if you find this is you and you want to work with a counselor, you can hook up with me for a free discovery call or you can call Crazy Eight Ministries, sign up for some free counseling. We can help you get to the root. If you're like, oh my gosh, I have a lot of those symptoms and now I don't know what to do, uh, we can help you. But you can also hang in there, hit that notification bell because I'm gonna be talking about how to break some of these patterns and break these curses in your lives, All right, you guys, that sums it up today. I could have gone on and on and on, but I just wanted to hit on some of the major ones uh, that we often see in the counseling room. I want you to be set free. I want you to walk in the fullness of the character of Christ. The glory of the Lord is due you. It's time for you to put a demand on it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.